Canadian politics. Don't watch if you get motion sickness. Another day, another policy swing. For reasons that aren't really apparent, Trudeau rescinded the Emergency Act declaration before the Senate could vote on it. Hint, it's not a show of compassion or strength. Was the Senate likely to block it? Maybe. But that seems unlikely, as Trudeau himself appointed most of the 107 senators currently in the Canadian Senate. He may just have caved to the tremendous public pressure. You'd think he would have done that three weeks ago, but maybe the blowback from his hysterical overreaction to civil disobedience was too embarrassing. But that would be too embarrassing for a guy who has multiple pictures of himself wearing blackface on at least nine different occasions. Seriously, if that didn't embarrass him, a few hundred million people thinking he's a tyrant shouldn't bother him a bit. (sighs) My guess is this provokes a mini-constitutional crisis for Canada as Parliament and the judiciary try to figure out what exactly happens next. Normally boring Canadian politics have suddenly become a -a tilt-a-whirl ride, only not as safe. My understanding from Viva Prize livestream, link in the description, is that the bank accounts were already unfrozen, or being unfrozen. Interesting. Very interesting. As Artie Johnson would say. What probably happened is that Trudeau got an earful of reality from his party behind closed doors. Parliaments are more shielded from constituents than Congresses are. In my personal opinion, this is what makes them popular worldwide. Where we elect electors to vote for president, but directly elect representatives, parliaments elect parties, where representatives are basically electors minus the need to vote for somebody else. We have something similar happen in one-party states, with the big difference is that we have primaries to prevent parties from simply choosing who gets to represent it, when they are supposed to be representing you. Both systems have drawbacks. But the net effect is that if a party has enough support in a parliamentary system, the representative, in Canada these are members of parliament or MPs, doesn't have to worry about that pesky constituency beyond lip service. Re-election depends on the party, not the MP. To a point... A really, really unpopular MP will lose not only their election, but votes for their party. So parliaments do have to be responsive to their constituents, just not nearly as much as Congresses. Because they elect parties, members need their parties to be popular. And having your Prime Minister do a Hitler impression over a bunch of horn-honking truckers does not help your party. At all. But what makes it much, much worse is when that PM manages to get the House of Commons to support his stupidity. Now the MPs have voters all over Canada mad at them. Modern political leadership is far too insular. And we're seeing that worldwide as governments find out that they don't understand their populations at all. Part of that is stupidity. Using micropoles is just asking for trouble. Part is corruption. Skewing polls and unfair elections get short-term gains with dire long-term costs. How much a part each place differs by government. 
not just by nation. And remember that the U.S. has 20,000-plus governments. Yes, school boards count. But the net effect is that Trudeau, like a lot of world leaders, <coughs> Biden, <coughs> has no clue just how unpopular his party had become or how weak he was politically. That being able to call elections thing in a parliamentary system makes it worse. Elections are really just big polls, and they are a cross-section of the public's attitude. In a crisis, real or otherwise, the public will generally choose not to change horses midstream. Calling an election, as Trudeau did, is politically smart in a pound-foolish sort of way. Yes, you are likely to get the win, but you don't get a mandate because it tells you nothing about how the public will react once the country is out of the proverbial stream. The day after the vote to give Trudeau the EAD, my guess is there wasn't an MP in Canada whose phone wasn't ringing off the hook, and none of those who voted in favor could safely answer those calls. That's when the NDP, Trudeau's party, knew that it was in very, very deep trouble. Somehow, a 40-mile-long protest convoy wasn't enough of a clue. Now that's insulated. Regardless, they know it now, and panic ensued. As for the run on the banks, uh, don't bet that isn't happening. Would you leave your money in a Canadian bank? From the comfort of home, it's possible to move accounts, not nearly as photogenic as people on the doorstep, but the possibility is much more dangerous. We'll see. What now? Floundering governments are like drowning people. They panic and they start grabbing for anything in reach. It's not pretty and there is no life preserver. The sad part here is the water isn't deep. All they really have to do is stand up take responsibility, and take a beating politically for a decade or so. But having been so close to absolute power, they may just flounder instead in a vain attempt to regain that moment of glory. The moment for which they are losing power. No one said governments are naturally rational. <laughs>